Welcome to Left From The Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of helping others to heal themselves. You will hear me spotlight amazing souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own unique way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love From The Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, Love From The Hip. Astrology is the study of how celestial bodies, their positions and movements affect what happens on Earth and to humankind. It was first used in Mesopotamia by the Babylonians. Clay tablets were discovered filled with cuneiform charting the movements of the moon, sun, and stars. They also created the first 12 signs of the zodiac. The Babylonians connected planets and stars to their gods and believed their gods' activities or movements of certain planets and stars was divine intervention in their everyday lives. They would actually forecast their future circumstances by observing space and relating ominous events such as eclipses to social, political, and environmental problems. Later passed on to the Greeks in early 4th BC through the studies of Plato and Aristotle, astrology was known as a science for more than 2,000 years. Even the church had embraced astrology, which is shown in earlier texts that portray the three magi that traveled to meet baby Jesus. Magi were the most respected astrologers. It wasn't until the Renaissance progressed when Giordano Bruno, Dominican friar and astrologer, was burned at the stake by the Roman Inquisition for his views. Galileo was put under house arrest by the church for his views when astrology stopped being regarded as a science. At the time, religion and science began having opposing views, and it was agreed upon that the church would focus on the inner world and science on the outer. Unfortunately for astrology, it was caught in the middle as it dealt with both. Astrology henceforth became deemed unscientific because it was spiritual science. The church, as a result, distanced itself from astrology, and the three magi became the three kings or wise men. Prior to the Renaissance, the movement and position of celestial bodies had been heavily relied upon by civilization after civilization. The evidence not only lies in the clay tablets of the Babylonians, but also in the placement and architecture of the Mayan and Egyptian temples and pyramids, the success of all their agriculture, and even the Mayan calendar. In the beginning, astrology was a map to help define one's sole purpose and relation to the divine. It proposes the theory that ancient civilizations believed the universe operated as one. Everything affected everything. Of course, the Greeks later moved away from the dialogue with the divine and instead made astrology more about understanding the individual human behavior. They made it more about the me instead of the one. Astrology not being defined as a science is ironic since it really is the parent science to all physical sciences. Wikipedia, in defining science, even alludes to the earliest forms of science coming from Mesopotamia and Egypt, but calls it astronomy instead of astrology. So maybe astrology is better compared to metaphysics and math, and better defined as a language, a universal language. Today I have the pleasure of having mystic, intuitive, and evolutionary astrologer David Yarrow Wood on my show. He will not only be sharing his knowledge on evolutionary astrology, but he will also be offering free readings. So call in at 188-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Alternative Talk 1150. Talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Left from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of having mystic, intuitive, and evolutionary astrologer David Yarrow Wood on my show. 
He is joining us via Skype in Portland. And don't forget, he'll be doing a free reading. So call in at 1-88-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Hey, David, thanks for being here today. Hey, Sakura. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, would you consider astrology a language? Absolutely. I, I love what you said, the whole intro about astrology and how its roots are um, from something that is connected to um, spirit and the fact that we are all a part of one thing. And um, astrology is um, a way of looking at the planets, of looking at the solar system, the sky, and seeing how it is a reflection of us, a reflection of the human experience. Mm -hmm. So the planets are not these, um, these impersonal rocks out in space. <laughs> they are a part of us. And astrology as a language shows us how we can see the spectrum of human experience that all of the planets embody. And the zodiac um, is the full spectrum of of experience, of the human experience, of the divine experience. And by looking at the map of astrology and relating to, at the time of birth, what was going on in the sky, what was going on in the cosmos around us, mm -hmm. we can open up this, this language, this map that tells us on a multidimensional level who are we? What are we experiencing? What is this path that we walk? And um, here at, at the bookshop that I'm speaking from, New Renaissance in Portland. Um, it's a great bookshop, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a great place to be. Um, my coworkers and I here and uh, the community here, a lot of people speak, we call it speaking the language of astrology, hmm. where um, going about our lives, we can say, oh, you know, did you know that the moon is in Taurus today? And what what is the moon doing to the other planets? And how does that reflect itself in what our experience is? And it gives us this bird's eye view. It gives us this bigger perspective on mm -hmm. what we're all doing here and how we're all a part of it yeah. and how these, um, these planets that embody so much, um, these uh, archetypal experiences can show up in all our individual experiences as unique people here on this planet. Wow, that's a great explanation. So I wanted to ask you then, what is the difference between astrology and evolutionary astrology? So you were talking about the difference of um, how astrology used to be um, something that gave us uh, more of an understanding of the divine and how it kind of became reduced over time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're kind of exiting the era where astrology has been deemed as uh, just a way to do fortune telling and for us to, um, you know, have these two dimensional ideas of who we are like, oh, you're this sign, so you must be this way. And, um, and you know, there's, there's also more complexity to people who practice traditional astrology. And there's a lot of great work being done with traditional astrology. There's a lot of great work being done with psychological astrology. Hmm. Um, there's so many layers that we can unravel with astrology, yeah. no matter our lens. But evolutionary is really going all the way back to the divine in astrology. And that this is all happening for a reason. Everything in our experience is something that our soul has elected to, that our soul has um, signed up for signed up for yeah. and is birthing through the one spirit that we're all a part of that we're all eternally connected to we're all here to live out these archetypal experiences and in that way honor the one honor the divine hmm. and so evolutionary astrology is a way to look at the map your birth chart of astrology to look at the transits that are happening right now what's going on in the planetary sky not from this reductionist, oh, this is who I am and this is what I'm fated to experience, mm -hmm. not from the, the position of, 
oh, this is um, this fixed static person that I am, and this is what's happening to me by these impersonal forces. Hmm. But it's really looking at that co-creation with the divine, okay. us as souls living through the astrological currents and how those are activating and unlocking our divine potential. Wow. Okay. Well, great. Well, hey, David, are you ready to take a caller? Sure. All right. So let's get on the line with Spencer from Shoreline. Are you there, Spencer? Yes, I am. All right. Well, thanks for calling in today. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your question for David? Well, uh, I guess I've been going through a challenging time uh, work-wise. Um, with guidance, what's going on in my chart? But I don't have my birth time. It's a little unclear. Okay, did you get that, David? No. So he's Spencer's having a challenging time with work. And did you um, get his birthday? Uh, no. Okay, so it's uh, February 5th, 1967. And he doesn't have the exact time, but he said he was born early morning. Correct, Spencer? Yeah, that's what I'm told. Okay, so you want to know what's going on with your work, correct? Mm, career. Career, okay. Direction and purpose. Direction you know, and purpose. Time. You got it. All right. David? So February 5th, 1967? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. I can hear you now. Great. All right. I'm bringing up your chart here. So excited. (laughs) And so is there something in particular happening in your career right now that is shifting, transitioning, or some aspiration that you have? I would say not much is happening in my career. Loss of direction, lack of uh finances you know maybe i'm shifting out of this current cycle not much is happening i'm experiencing stuckness okay so um a few things here looking at your chart um so if we have the exact time and location of your birth then we could look up your career house and see what influences were um uh coming into play in your career house but um, just looking at where the planets were in, along the zodiac at the time of your birth, we can also get a lot of information. Um, so I'm seeing some things here like um, Saturn has been moving off of your moon in early Capricorn. And um, that can feel like pressure. Saturn is really um, giving us, uh, Saturn gives us hard lessons, puts limitations, obstacles on us that help mold us. and help us rise to the occasion. So Saturn's kind of a master teacher. And um, with your moon being in in Capricorn, most likely there's a potential that your moon could be in late Sagittarius, depending on the time. But we'll go with early Capricorn. Um, it could be a, a period of time where um, your own emotional connection to life has felt like there's been some limitations, some pressure put on it. Um, that's sort of refining who you, um, how you relate to your inner self. And from that, um, there's sort of been this crystallization that you're emerging from. Um, Another thing I see is the North Node, which is, um, talks about uh, the spiritual direction of the times is on your Jupiter, which is, um, uh, Jupiter is how we expand, Jupiter is how we Uh, find inspiration and meaning and sort of take the leap into new experiences. And so with the North Node as this this, uh, point of um, sort of opening up new avenues of experience, um, you're sort of being guided to find what really calls to you, what really inspires you, and to uh, just fully step into that direction. And um, the North Node and your Jupiter are in Cancer, which is an emotional, um, uh, watery sign. And so it's really like coming home to yourself and finding what authentically uh, feels right for you to uplift your own self and just allowing that to happen. Hmm. Any guidance you have for me? Yeah, I would say, you know, what whatever speaks to your soul at this time, whatever speaks to... Um, those emotional needs um, that you have to uh, find your way. Um, And Jupiter is also the seeker. So 
So um, allowing that part of you, that, that restless part of you that is wanting something more that really nourishes you on that deeper level, that emotional level, um, I would say just head in that direction, allow that. Um, the south node has been in Capricorn, which is limitations, and um, it's the same as the Saturn energy of, of sort of rising to the occasion, um, of having to work within um, uh, challenges. And the North Node being in Cancer is just find your flow again. Find what really speaks to you on a deeper level. Find yourself underneath the noise of the world, underneath the rigidity of um, your circumstances. Find what is really um, your flow at this time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm I, not quite sure how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you agree, David, too, that if he goes and does more soul searching, that whatever comes to him and he follows his passion, the finances will come, the money will come? Yes. Does that make sense, Spencer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks for calling in. So, David, I wanted to ask you how you first got into evolutionary astrology. Yeah. So I, uh, I first came into evolutionary astrology um, while I was spending a summer in Boulder, Colorado. And um, my, my relationship to astrology at that time um, was more, you know, finding, about, finding out about yourself. And I knew that I was an Aquarius and I started to really like the idea of like, oh, yeah, I'm this Aquarian <laughs> rebel figure. <laughs> and um, it was a very shallow understanding of what astrology was and could do. And going to this astrology circle in Colorado, uh, the astrologer went around the room and was able to say something to each person that really just opened something for them, that just really struck, that made sense, that connected, hit home. And I knew there was much more to be explored and and that just began that process of diving deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of what these planets mean, what the zodiac means, and um, finding more to this this multidimensional language we're talking about, just really unpacking mm -hmm. all there is to be understood. And shortly after that, um, I had some more difficult health um, experiences, um, sort of healing crisis that that um, hit in 2012 and evolutionary astrology became this foundation. It wasn't just intellectual curiosity anymore. It was something that it was like a, a life raft that I was holding on to, mm. to make sense of my experience and to know there was a deeper purpose to it. There was a deeper meaning. And, um, that's amazing. Well, hey, yeah. David, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we're going to yeah. have to take a quick break. So, And if you guys are interested in calling in and asking David a question, feel free after the break, 1-88-298-KKNW. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792.
Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. Today, I have the pleasure of having mystic, intuitive, and evolutionary astrologer David Yarrowwood on my show. And he's joining us via Skype in Portland. And don't forget, he is offering a free reading to you. So 1-88-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, David, um, we have a caller on the line. But before we take that caller, I wanted to touch on the illness that you had in 2012. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I did some traveling in early 2012. Um, I went to Venezuela and... Um, a sort of a series of physical things all hit at once um, to create a crisis. Um, and it took a long time uh, when I came back to the States to really figure out just on a physical level what, what my body was going through and how that was rippling into my mind and um, spirit and everything. Um, so there was, there was a number of physical pieces to figure out in the years to come after that. Um, but astrology in particular gave me this map of, and evolutionary astrology shows you where you come from, where you're going, mm. what energy you bring with you into this life, and how that energy is being um, sort of released, and how there's an avenue forward into new experiences, into growth, into learning, into greater balance. And just having that basic piece of... Um, of what direction I was moving into, I could see what was very specifically being released mm. uh, through this health experience and how I needed to go through that process to experience what was on the other side of it yeah. for what was in my soul's journey. Okay. And so there's really, you know, no good or bad. I mean, it's just what is meant for you, for your soul. Exactly. And you, yeah. you actually had called it a blessing. Yeah. 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 Similar story to me. <laughs> I know we've shared that before. Well, let's go ahead and take this caller. Uh, Michelle, are you there? Yes. All I right. Am. Thanks for calling in, Michelle. You bet. Happy to be here. What is your question for David? I was curious what you might see in terms of uh, love life or relationships for me for this next year. So love life and relationship in the next year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. David? All right. I'll look at uh, what's going on in the, the sky around your chart. Um, okay, so um, right off the bat, a really interesting thing I see that's Im impacting your whole life right now is um, you have um, you have an Aries rising, and it's late Aries, and Uranus has been transiting late Aries and we'll be moving into early Taurus in March. Um, so Uranus has basically finished dancing across your ascendance, which is the horizon in your chart. And mm -hmm. whenever, whenever a planet is hanging out there on our horizon, on the ascendant, it's going to have a major influence over the whole, what this period of our life feels like, what this chapter feels like. It's kind of an unavoidable presence in our lives. And so Uranus is, um, can be unpredictable. It can shake things up, shake things loose. And Uranus is trying to sort of disrupt any patterns that we already have so that we can see a bigger picture, so that we can sort of step back and, um, and yes, yeah, see things from more of a bird's eye view, maybe do things in a more authentic way. It sort of gives us that opportunity to move into a new paradigm. And... Mm -hmm for ourselves. And um, an interesting thing about the ascendant is it's always across from the descendant, which is 
the big relationship mm -hmm. point in the chart. The descendant starts the seventh house of relationships, and you've got uh, your Jupiter right there on your descendant in your seventh house, so the very first degree of Scorpio. So having Jupiter on your descendant in Scorpio, you have a lot of energy to um, to put into your relationships, um, and it's it's really uh, you have just a lot of a lot to give there. And mm -hmm. with Uranus moving into Taurus, and Uranus is going to be activating that, being right across from your Jupiter, um, there's going to be um, just an opportunity to really move into a new paradigm for yourself and how you relate to others, how you relate to yourself. Um, whenever Uranus and Jupiter come together um, uh, in the sky, there's sort of a renaissance that happens. Whenever they're in uh -huh. relationship to each other, there's a renaissance. Um, then being across from each other, there's, there's more of a, like a attention to it. So like you're being, um, you know, pulled a little bit, uh, pulled on, pulled on a little bit, I guess. Um, but it's, right. it's, it's to create like a, a new renaissance for yourself and how you relate to others and, and sort of giving yourself, um, uh, a freer experience of your life that opens up what you can give and what you can do in relationship. Interesting. How long, so would the, the, I don't know, chapter for whatever, if that's the right way to put it, how long, what you mentioned that sort of coming to a close with it moving into Taurus, how long has that been in that place? Does that make sense? Yeah, so Uranus uh, briefly entered Taurus um, last year and then went back into Aries. And um, basically this, let's see, like through through 2020. Well, no, backwards. How long has it been that it's like, it sounds oh. like a new chapter is kind of opening, but I'm curious how long is this one the one that's coming to a close, how long has it been? Going? Oh, Uranus going over your ascendant. So that that would have um, started to ramp up um, in 2016 and has been building basically through the past few months. To um, uh -huh. and you're you're basically on on the other side. Uranus is on the other side. Um, so so new beginnings <laughs> are, are okay. here forward. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you. Thanks for calling in, Michelle. You bet. Thank you so much, both of you. No problem. So, uh, David, I know that you were very ill in 2012, and then you and I met at Bastyr studying hypnotherapy. So was hypnotherapy mm -hmm. part of your healing process as well? Definitely, yeah. I studied hypnotherapy mostly with the interest in past life regression um, because evolutionary astrology is so... Um, a part of a big part of it is the understanding of we come from somewhere before this life. We bring something with us, and evolutionary astrology gets into the whole matter of past lives and um, looks at it at an energetic level. And then you can kind of guess what you would have been experiencing in other lifetimes based on these um, these karmic factors in your chart. Mm, okay. So. Hypnotherapy was a, was able to give me, and through past life aggression, I was able to directly experience past life uh, issues and experience these myself in these other contexts that very much matched up with my chart and mm. the signatures in my chart, and gave me an idea of what it was that I was having to let go of so that I could move forward and experience greater ease and grace in my life. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, um, we're going to have to, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but we're going to have to take a quick break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about talcum powder. You may have heard about the $72 million lawsuit lost by Johnson & Johnson three years ago in favor of a woman whose death from ovarian cancer had been linked to the use of their talc-based baby powder. So does talcum powder indeed cause cancer? Talc is a mineral composed of hydrated magnesium silicate, and talcum powder is made up of small particles that can be inhaled. 
According to an article published by the American Cancer Society on December 4, 2018, some of the findings have led to support that talc can possibly be linked to ovarian and uterine cancer with frequent use of talcum powder in the genital area. There has also been a possible link between inhaled talc exposure to lung and stomach cancer, but according to the American Cancer Society, there isn't strong enough evidence to support that at this time. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, or the IARC, classifies talc that contains asbestos as carcinogenic to humans. The IARC classifies inhaled talc not containing asbestos as not classifiable to carcinogenic on humans. The IARC also classifies genital use of talc-based powder as possibly carcinogenic to humans. Talc is used in many cosmetic products and it can contain asbestos. In 1976, however, the CFTA, or Cosmetic Toiletry and Fragrances Association, issued voluntary guidelines stating that all talc used in cosmetic products in the U.S. should be free from detectable amounts of asbestos according to their standards. What I want to know is A, what is a detectable amount, and B, what are their standards? It's probably safe to guess that if it is undetectable, it doesn't mean it is asbestos-free. Even the American Academy of Pediatrics recently reported that talc powder can be harmful to babies as well. Babies can inhale these tiny particles causing lung damage, pneumonia, and other severe respiratory issues. So it seems until we really know more information, like how do we know which products have asbestos in their talc, or really what is a detectable amount of asbestos, then I feel it is pretty unsafe to use talc period or at least on a regular basis. For now, those days of Johnson & Johnson's keeping anybody's baby smooth and fresh are done. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150kknw. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Left from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of having mystic, intuitive, and evolutionary astrologer David Yarrow Wood on my show, and he is joining us via Skype in Portland. So, hey, David, let's go ahead and take this caller that's been sitting here for a little bit. Kadi, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Thanks for calling in. What's your question for David? Uh, I was just curious about my reading for my personal self. Do you have a specific question for him? Uh, yes. I wanted to find out in relation to my family. You want to know about your family? No, no, no. So I wanted to get his reading in relation to um, events concerning family, specifically. Events related to your family? Yes, my astrological reading concerning family. Concerning your family? Yes. Is that something that can be answered, David? Yeah, so um, similar to our first caller, Kadi, you have a um, Capricorn moon, an early Capricorn. So Saturn is just coming off of your moon. And the moon is our connection to who we are on a deeper level, but it, it goes into our roots uh, our moon is, is our home that we carry around with us, and it also can connect us to our upbringing. The moon connects us to our family. And so having Saturn moving over your moon, um, there could be uh, this sense of um, limiting factors. Um, uh, Saturn kind of it, it puts us through certain hardships so that we can grow and learn and become stronger from it and um, navigate our path with greater ease moving forward from there. And so it could be that there have, there have been some um, 
challenging experiences um, that your family is sort of emerging from. And we recently had an eclipse in Capricorn that would have come really close to your moon there. And um, eclipses are, are um, kind of bring um, the mystery uh, uh, into our direct experience of life. And um, so this eclipse could have brought some, uh, some mysterious um, but very pertinent challenges um, to work with through this month. Um, but it's all, it's all for growing, becoming stronger, um, and you and your family, your loved ones, um, sort of, yeah, just strengthening and um, being able to, to handle whatever comes next. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling. All right, David, well, let's go ahead and go to our next caller. Nancy from Bellevue, are you there? Yes. Hi, thanks for calling in. What's your question Hi. for David? I do. Thanks for taking my call, David. Sure. You're welcome. I'm curious. I, um, I have been on a journey the last eight years or so, post-leaving a marriage, a long marriage, and I've enjoyed really lovely relationships and had lots of different types of love and have had felt lots of love, but I've done lots of work on myself to kind of evolve and become more aware of what I need in my life. And I guess I'm curious if, if I'm heading in the right direction, if I, um, if my soul is going to find a real deep soulmate during this lifetime, a deep, rich, true love that I've been yearning for. Mm. So one thing with uh, my approach to astrology is uh really there's no specific um, events that you can say this is exactly going to happen in this way based on the chart, which is kind of more more traditional astrologers will try and right. like really parcel it out. Um, well, without Eastern astrology, we're looking more at the soul dynamics and what you're here to learn, how you're here to grow. And I see that you have... Um, uh, a very full eighth house, which is, and, and you've got Neptune there. Um, there's Juno, which is the marriage planet. Um, and there's some other uh, things at play there in the eighth house. And the eighth house is, it's, um, uh, one way to look at, at it is the house of uh, osmosis, of where we become one with uh, someone else, with something other than ourselves. Um, and traditionally it was looked at as the house of shared resources or like shared business ventures. Um, but really the eighth house is the marriage house where we, um, we experience the tiny death of who we are as an individual becoming more through becoming one with that, which we are not. And you have a very full eighth house. So there's a strong, um, soul desire uh, for you to experience that and to be, um, you know, losing yourself in in those kind of soulmate type experiences. So, I would say it's it's um, that's a strong signature in your chart that you're sort of wired for that deeper connection with people and with life itself. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, as far as like finding one soulmate or one person to lose yourself in, um, that's something that I would say evolutionary astrology can't cover. And then that's just a part, that's a part of the, the mystery of, of life and, um, and just having to move forward through with this map as your guide, knowing that you're wired for that, knowing that you want that, um, uh, seeing how, you can relate to your life and relate to other people knowing that this is a part of your makeup and how you're driven. Right. And just let things evolve. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. All right. You're Thanks welcome. for calling, Nance. Thank you, Sabra. All right, David. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, so everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. 
What a concept. Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, coping with the suicide of a loved one is arguably the hardest thing we can face. You search for signs you missed, cope with the changes in your own life, and try to come to terms with questions you may never have the answer to. In the Dark Eclipse, Reflections on Suicide and absence, author A.W. Barnes explores his own journey to recovery in the quest to also help others who've lost loved ones. Tune in Mondays at noon Pacific time and Fridays at 6 a.m. and catch up on podcasts at conversationslive.net. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com, S-A-K-U. URAskinandmind.com. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Today I have the pleasure of having mystic, intuitive, and evolutionary astrologer David Yarrow Wood on my show. And he is joining us via Skype in Portland. So, David, really quick, I know we have a caller on the line, but I wanted to ask you about your sessions, if you can explain them briefly. Yeah. So I'm available here in Portland at New Renaissance Bookshop. I also can do remote sessions, and I can also do written guidance if you'd prefer to read about um, uh, your life path. Um, I also do weekly forecasts that are available on my Facebook page, David Wood Astrology, and my website, uh, davidwoodastrology.com and you can get a sense of my writing style and how um, through words either written or spoken in a dialogue um, we can sort of dig into that deeper uh, meaning behind your soul's journey um, there's basically infinite layers to look at in a chart all the planets mean something they're all in relationship to one another and they all represent a part of you and every part of it we can look at and whatever you're feeling called to explore within yourself, within your experience, we can look at. Um, I often focus on those evolutionary dynamics. That's sort of my specialty. And that's where people really get that, ah, like mm-hmm. this, is, this is my groove. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is my alignment. And um, so we'll look at that, that evolutionary trajectory of, where where you can put your attention to really experience ease and grace in your life. Yeah, that, that all sounds wonderful. And I know that I'm making you do a Cliff Notes version today for our callers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, let's yeah. go ahead and take this caller. So Alexa from Seattle, are you there? I am. Thanks, I am. For, thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking the call. And what is your question for David? Um, well, I had had a question about... Um, a current relationship, but maybe it's better to just focus on um, something just related to myself, if it's just my chart. Um, I guess I'm, um, um, I, well, I'm in sort of a transition with myself because I need to move into some different work. I've sort of made the decision that I want to do that. And 
I've had quite a bit of trouble, um, like locating, you know, these these other work sources, you know, according to what I think mm-hmm. is going to work. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't know what is going wrong with that. Um, I mean, I have it only a certain. I mean, you know, I it's been two years now that I've been trying to make a change, and I every time I fill out an application and submit it, it doesn't get, you know, it, I don't get an interview for things that I'm totally qualified for. And I'm, I don't know, maybe it's just the job market. But I sort of feel like maybe there's just something about what I'm looking at is just not my thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I, um, I've been, um, you know, I, I, I did some other work before what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now, I've been doing for the last 15 or 16 years, and I'm, I'm physically getting too tired. Yeah. So I'm trying to find... Yeah, just trying to find something else that's more enriching, you know, low-key, yes. um, you know, more more income for sure, because I've been really compromising my income for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just need to get that together because I'm, I'm just, it's like it's been dragging on too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have um, a relationship partner I've been with for a long time, and we do some work together, and he's... Um, I wouldn't say he's stuck in a rut or anything, but um, I need to kind of break away from doing that work with him somehow. I mean, I, he knows that this, neither one of us want to keep doing it, but he has um, uh, some struggles with trying to make a change as well. And so I'm sort of like, you know, kind of keeping on these other this other work as, you know, as well, and it's just way draining me. So um, if I have a better sense of what I need to do, maybe it would help because I know yeah. he's with it just that <laughs> it's just overall draining me yeah so earlier I was mentioning to another caller how there's a career house and that's the 10th house it's the highest point in the sky there's also a point called the mid heaven that's the very highest point in the sky and uh, in your chart uh, in your birth chart you have Jupiter up there in Taurus and so you have a lot of energy to put into uh, your public persona what you do in the world your responsibility to the world around you. And you're in this period where uh, one of the furthest planets out that we um, only found out about in um, the past, uh, like in the mid-2000s, we found this dwarf planet called Sedna. And Sedna um, is a really fascinating planet and new astrological archetype to work with. Um, and Sedna being the furthest out planet and the mythology around Sedna, Sedna is a, an Inuit goddess um, who basically experienced one thing after another that was really challenging and then became the queen of the Arctic at the end of the story. So Sedna teaches us how to fully surrender to our experience. And within that process of total letting go and total surrender, we find our true power. So Sedna being on your, on your Jupiter, being on your midheaven there, at the top of your chart, you're being asked to really let go of any preconceived notion of what you're supposed to do, of who you're supposed to be out in the world, what your role is, what your way is in the world. You're being guided to something that is really going, like you said, is really going to enrich you and your life. Um, what, what you've been doing, it's, it's, it's time to let it go. And there's something deeper, something that is more tied to your soul and what your soul is really wanting um, that you're being guided to. And it's just a matter of really dropping dropping all pre- preconceived notions and listening to what that is. All right. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, hopefully I can do that. <laughs> but I, I can. I can. Yeah, no, I can. I, I, um, I certainly can. No, I appreciate that feedback. And I hadn't even considered that really to some degree. Cause I, I mean, I definitely have been stepping back, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly holding certain things in my mind, uh, that maybe I shouldn't be, um, just for practical reasons. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I have experience under my belt for this, or I have, you know, I'm going to get back into this other career in a different twist or, you know, and it's like, okay, maybe I just need to stop. <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> thanks for calling, Alexa. David? Uh-huh. So I wanted to ask you just so you can um, relay again how people can get a longer reading with you. <laughs> right. So people can go um, to my website, davidwoodastrology.com, 
and they can sign up for remote sessions with me there. Um, and they can email me uh, their birth info, davidwoodastrology at gmail.com, and we can set up an appointment to do a remote reading. If you're in Portland, uh, you can um, look up New Renaissance Bookshop and see when I'm going to be doing an in-person session here at the store. Um, you can also look on my website for if you want that written form, um, more of a, a, you know, a written narrative of of your life, or if you need just a specific question answered, I can also do sort of mini readings uh, uh, just being written over email to you. Awesome. Um, and real briefly, we have about a couple minutes, but I wanted to ask you about the big transformation on the horizon. Yes. So all the astrology world is talking about 2020. We've been talking about it for years. Yeah. It's been looming. There is an alignment of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto and um, I've talked a little bit about nodes. Um, all three of those planets have south nodes in late Capricorn. All of those planets are coming together in late Capricorn. So it's an immense transformation. This kind of alignment very rarely happens. And when, when a bunch of heavy hitter planets all come together in the sky, it um, really just creates a new era. And so we're about to step into this new era, and we're have, we're seeing a lot of our um, our world um, institutions and structures having to go through this rebirthing process, mm -hmm. and we're going to just see that energy ramp up in the year leading up to that. In 2019, we're really being asked to um, step, step into our power and mm -hmm. what we're really here to embody as we go through this shift into a world that's in alignment with our values and that's mm. what we want to see. Okay. And 2020 is going to be the year where it all, it all happens. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again, David, for being on my show. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's yeah, been a absolutely. pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you to my outstanding producer, Eric. And thank you to the listener for participating today on my show. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. And remember, if you're interested in being hypnotized in an online edition of Love from the Hip and sharing your experience with listeners later on the air or have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you.